0: sports fans, this is The Village Elliot, and this show is The Oracle Speaks. This episode is going to tell you why it is impossible to make money betting on the Cleveland Browns. Oh, what an unhappy thought. If only it were possible to just bet on the Cleveland Browns or any other of your favorite sports teams, and just make money by doing so. But there are reasons why that is so. Now, some of you may believe that it is a curse that has been placed on your team, especially the Browns. But I'm here to tell you that it's really based on mathematics and statistics. And I'm gonna explain in a simple way why that is so. Now, there are ways that you can make bets and occasionally win. But in the long run, you cannot consistently beat the odds makers at this game. This is an unhappy fact. And like many prophets in Greek mythology, they were actually cursed by the Greek gods, so they say, so that they were given the gift of prophecy but the people would not listen to what they have to say. So I have no doubt that even though I speak the truth, most of the people listening to this broadcast today are not going to believe what I've got to say because it is such unhappy news. You cannot win by betting on the Cleveland Browns. Well then, uh, maybe we should just get to it and just really talk about what the math really will tell us in a simple way about what we can do to understand why it is so difficult to win on a consistent basis. Let me just present my file here. And let's see, let me find this. Okay, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, go, go. go. this is a PowerPoint presentation that I prepared just for you, and it's entitled Why You Can't Win, Betting on the Cleveland Browns. I am The Village Elliot, and my Twitter handle is at THVillageElliot. Notice that there is no E in the, there's no T-H-E, it's just at THVillageElliot. You can contact me anytime you like, and here we go uh first of all, let me make a disclaimer. I didn't used to bet at all on football, but now I am betting on it. And the reason is that I think that the pain of losing motivates me to be a better analyst. So I can give you some really, you know, the best analysis, the best advice that I can about the games and what's going to happen. And frankly, I want to have the bragging rights. I want to put up or shut up. And I'll tell you what I've done this year, and I've only had two losing weeks so far this year. Um, I've been riding Coach Prime. I think that the Colorado uh, team has been really very, you know, a really noteworthy story. I've been upset, frankly, that the University of Cincinnati did not hire him. Cincinnati is his town. He played baseball in Cincinnati for years. And, man, I really felt that they were dumb not to take advantage of it. He is the best recruiter in college football history. Uh, Massive use of the portal, just absolutely brilliant. And uh, I felt that, okay, you've got like 90, 90 players, and they're just learning how to play together. And as the season progresses, they're coming together as a team. It's not like they were assembled, ready to play. It's not fantasy football. They have to learn how to be a team, and they're getting better as they play. So I've been looking for them to get better as the season goes on. Now, it turned out that they had an upset victory in their first game. I didn't really expect that to happen. Uh, I did expect that they would probably beat the spread because I thought they were going to be better than everybody thought they were. But anyway, so I've been riding that train for the most part. Um, the other thing is, is that uh, what is usually true, especially early in the season, is that you can bet contrary to the New York media because they always overhype New York teams. And especially, I was down on Aaron Rodgers. I think he's an old man and I didn't think he was going to really be that good. And I also was down on the New York Giants. So I was right about that. Uh, I think that uh, next year, you know, it, Aaron Rodgers, first of all, he did have a really fantastic offseason. He got everybody pulling in the right direction. And there is merit to that but I really didn't think he was going to be that great of a quarterback. I don't think that he'll come back next year to be the Aaron Rodgers that he was five years ago. I think he'll still be a serviceable quarterback, but he's not going to be the superstar that he was. Uh, So I think he'll be overrated. I think that he'll probably generate uh, two or three points in the spread that are probably not justified. So I'll probably bet Against the New York Jets, especially early in the season, next season. Um, But yeah, the New York teams are generally overrated, especially early in the year. And then when disaster strikes, it could go the other way. And that's what we saw this year that... they thought that Zach Wilson was the antichrist and they started going the other way and thinking that they couldn't possibly win or stay in a ball game with anybody, but they still had that very good defense. So I kind of switched my attitude with the Jets uh, at that point, And I started to bet for them. I won on that. Things were doing pretty good. And um, so that's, that's what I did good. Some of the things that I did that were bad. Um, I did not agree with the Baltimore uh, Ravens. I thought that they, let go too many people in the defensive secondary did not agree with their offensive philosophy where I thought that the front office was trying to build a pocket passing team. Whereas I thought the coaching staff and Lamar Jackson were still set up to be a dual threat team, that they still wanted to be a run first team and that Lamar Jackson in my mind, is the greatest dual-threat quarterback in NFL history, and I thought that they were kind of uh, clashing; they were not on the same page. I did not expect them to be the great winners that they have been, and so I did uh, lose some money on the uh, Ravens betting against their offense, both uh, you know uh, betting that they would lose outright, and also betting the under. In uh, Ravens games, so that has been a surprise for me. And then I've also uh, bet on the Cleveland Browns, where I've tended to bet the under on their games, and I've also tended to bet that they would win outright because I felt that the the uh, national media was down on them, and um, that has not worked out consistently well for me either. And then also, you know, the other reason why I'm I'm betting. Uh, I think is if I do a good job, some of the gambling sites will eventually hire me or at least uh, be interested in me. So I think it's a good professional thing for me to do. So that's why I'm doing it. Okay, so let's talk about the meat of this program, why you can't do it. Uh, There's, first of all, the overarching question. This is your philosophy. It might be different for different people, but you have to to your own conclusion whether you believe that sports behaves more or less like statistical events, like predicting the weather, uh, whether it's a mathematical thing that behaves like a statistical event, or whether you believe that there is some sort of divine or godlike entity that controls sporting events and that you may have some special ability to understand what this godlike force or this, you know, this divine um, cosmic consciousness is going to do uh, to control the outcome of sporting events. Okay, now there's two different, so there's two different schools of thought. One is that it's math-based and statistics-based, and the other one is that it's some kind of uh, mumbo-jumbo or magic-based. And if it's magic-based, I really don't have much to say. Uh, Maybe you do have uh, ESP or the ability to project the future, to predict the future. I have nothing to say about that. Uh, Don't say whether it's possible or impossible, uh, only that I can't deal with that uh, type of eventuality. That's not my bailiwick. But if you're going to talk about math and statistics, then I do have something to say, and that it is impossible, almost impossible, to bet on one team consistently and beat the odds makers. There's rules for that. And basically what it amounts to is that the legalized betting services are not fair. They have a tax that's built into the system. They charge a fee for taking your bet. It's called a vigorous, and it may not seem like very much. It's like 9 or 10%, but it is a lot. And because they charge that, it's not possible for you to consistently overcome that uh, based on the skill of the, the group of people that sets the odds, you cannot be better than them on a consistent basis. And I'm going to talk about exactly what that means uh, next. You know, for those who have got visual, you can see the uh, words on the screen. And if not, I think you can follow my logic even without the visual aids. But, okay, there's some simple math here um, that if, if we are given the point spread, and we're given the over-under, the total amount of points score. That's a simple uh, mathematical set of equations that allows us to calculate what the estimated score is. So, for example, this was true earlier in the week, uh, a day or two ago, that if the Browns and cards are estimated to have an over-under of 37.5, and the Browns are favored by 8, you can uh, do the math and uh, do algebra and so two times the Brown's score minus eight points is 37.5 and that comes out to the Browns uh, score on the average of course you can't score fractional points but on the average it would be Brown's 22.75 cards 14.75 or 22 and three quarters cardinals 14 and three-quarters. So you subtract the two, 22.75 minus 14.75. Lo and behold, that's eight points. That's where your point spread comes from. You add them up and it comes out to 37.5 points. So, okay, so that makes sense, doesn't it? And then you can also calculate uh, what the win percentage is. What's the chance that the Browns are going to win if you believe that those are the best estimates and calculate what the wind percentage is. And there's a formula that they call the Pythagorean wind percentage. And uh, the reason why they call it that is because it looks kind of like the equation that you use to calculate the uh, uh, area of a triangle. Um, but anyway, and that was discovered by the mathematician Pythagoras back in Umpity uh, Ump BC. But anyway. Uh, So you use this equation, it's the square of the number of points scored divided by the sum of the square of the points scored plus the sum of the points given up, uh, and uh, that comes out to 70.4%. And so the Browns have a 70.4% chance to win the game Uh, if you believe that those are the best estimates. So that's a statistical prediction, and that means that there's a, uh, you know, it's an estimate. It means that it could go uh, differently statistically depending on um, random events, you know, that that, uh, there's a chance that the underdog, the Cardinals, could be lucky and they could score some touchdowns by random chance and that there's a 29% chance that they could actually win the game outright. Um, and uh, so, okay, so you can um, try to to outpredict the best odds makers in the country, and I'm not saying that it's impossible to do that, But it's very, very difficult. And let's get into explaining why that's so. Uh, Let's go into some more simple math. Not quite as simple as that. but the problem is, is that the bookie uh, is charging 9.5%, maybe even a little bit more than that, uh, a fee for placing your bet. And so what that means is that the bookie does not have to have a 50% win percentage. In order for uh, him to break even, he only needs to win 45.5% of the time and he's going to be able to make a profit or at least break even. And that means that you have to have a winning percentage over 500, over 50%. You've got to win 54.5% of the time. So that means that if we go to, you know, let's take a reasonable game, an NFL game. Involves about 44 points, let's say, and um, calculate what that Pythagorean win percentage uh, means in terms of point spread. And it means that there's a, about a two point point spread associated with that win percentage. So, in other words, that um, the um, bookie has the equivalent of about a two point uh, spread um built into his betting that he, he you know, you have to, in other words, be better than two points smarter than the uh, bookie. So the bookie has to actually be wrong. Uh, his estimate must be off by two points or more and you have to know the correct estimate by better than those two points in order for you to beat him. So if he's got the estimate right uh, within two points, there's nothing that you can do that will ever be uh, able to make a profit because he's close enough that his 9% fee is going to cover him and he will make money off of you no matter how smart you are, uh, believing that the, the ultimate result is controlled by random factors. You cannot beat him because he has that advantage. So he has to be off by uh, more than two points in order for you to beat him. And you have to know which way he's off and bet on the other side. So that's why uh, if you believe that the community is good enough to be able to set the spread to within two points, Uh, They cannot be beat. You cannot make a profit off of them if they're that good or if you're not two points uh, wiser than them. They cannot be beaten in that case. And I would say that uh, the best sports experts in the world work for the odds makers. Uh, They are better than me. They're better than Joel Cade. They're better than John Suchan. Uh, They're better than all of us. Holy smokes. Uh, To think that we could consistently, you know, first of all, that they could consistently be wrong by more than two points and that we would be better than them by those two points or more. uh, That's the ultimate folly. it's just, uh, well, I guess Steve Gill could probably do it. But the rest of us, is, <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. It is not possible for anybody to be that good. So that's just um, the way it is. Now, um, that's not to say that it can't be done sometimes. You couldn't, I don't think, do that game after game after game after game. But there are situations in which you might be able to identify uh, isolated events in which some teams might be wrong and the experts might be wrong about certain games and certain situations. And I mentioned that in some cases that the New York and Dallas teams are sometimes overrated and that the press really pumps them up and that might move the spread in the wrong direction. Remembering of course that the, the gambling community tries to set the spread at such a point where they can get kind of a 50%, uh, uh, you know, 50% of the bets come in on uh, one team and 50% on the other. And so the spread might be off um, by a little bit. And uh, you might be able to bet the other way and win uh, on that basis. Similarly, there are some quarterbacks that are overrated and overhyped. And I mentioned, I thought that um, Aaron Rodgers at age 39 or 40, however old he is, I think he'll be 41 next season, might be overrated and overhyped a little bit. And uh, you might want to bet against them if you feel that the community is uh, placing too much emphasis on them. Uh, I also think that defenses tend to be undervalued, and that's why Cleveland was an attractive um, bet for a while early in the season. Uh, Of course, we didn't know that Deshaun Watson was going to go south, and that really screwed things up for us, but okay. Um, I did like the Cleveland Browns' defense, especially earlier this season. And I also felt, however, that Deshaun Watson's effect on the game was overrated. I, don't, I still don't believe in Deshaun Watson. I think he needs to reestablish himself as a premier quarterback before I get excited about his impact on the point spread. I mentioned that, I've, um, that I'm very, very uh, impressed by Coach Prime. Uh, we formally called him Deion Sanders. But as a coach, I choose to refer to him as Coach Prime and that they collected players who have never played before. Uh, they're coming together week by week. I expect them to get stronger um, with experience. And I think that they'll get better as the season goes on. So I'm looking at those games very closely. I think that's an opportunity. And I think that there's a lot of anti uh, prime sentiment that will cause the point spread to go the wrong way. So um, looking at those games. I think those are very interesting. I mentioned also previously that um, I've uh, lost by betting against Baltimore. I felt that they overinvested in wide receiver talent. They're trying to force Lamar Jackson to be a pocket passer. But uh, Coach Harbaugh and LJ still want to have a run-first offense. So I thought they're not on the same page. I thought that was bad. Well, but, you know, Baltimore always tricks us. Always it's a mistake to underestimate them. They've been able to succeed despite those problems. Uh, also, I felt that Cincinnati and Baltimore uh, let too many free agents go in the defensive backfield at the beginning of the year. I was very bullish about pittsburgh i still like their defense uh still like the browns defense but um you know i haven't things have not gone the way i predicted uh in the afc north so anyway so that's a summary of uh how things could be uh topsy-turvy and you might find an opportunity to bet against the best in the world temporarily not forever These trends are not going to last forever, but uh, I've done well so far uh, for um, seven or eight weeks. I've done well; only had two losing weeks so far. Um, Also, some comments about NFL football. You know, it's not really as statistical, uh, you know, um, uh, as truly random as you might want it to be the equations don't truly apply and the reason is is that the scoring is not truly random points are usually scored in bunches of seven or three touchdowns or field goals sometimes there are six points scored sometimes there's eight it's hard to score two but it's possible if you get a safety You never score one point. There's never like a one to nothing game. You can't score one point in football. It's very hard to score four points. I guess you could score two safeties, but you hardly ever do that. So it's not really the smooth curve as shown. But still, you can think of it as something that follows, you know, the smooth uh, curve, the random probability distributions sort of apply. That's basically what we're saying. Uh, Football is also influenced by strategy, momentum, and other factors that are not really random. Um, So it's, you know, maybe you could call it a uh, quasi-random situation. And uh, it's uh, useful to think of it as a statistically fluctuating kind of situation where teams can score or not score. And uh, the outcome Is something that can fluctuate. It's not 100% predictable. It is statistically based, nevertheless. Uh, And, you you know, you might disagree with the extent to which it is statistically based, but I like it better to think of it that way as a mathematical kind of event rather than believing that there's some god of luck that's controlling the outcome and making things happen in order to frustrate us. That's what it feels like but I don't believe in a luck God. I really don't. So that's what I have to say. That's why you cannot bet on Cleveland Browns football or any other team consistently and win at it. Um, What is my advice? Well, look, if you want to make money, you're going to make more money investing in your 401k. So there's no reason for anybody to bet more than a few dollars on sports. This is just a recreational kind of thing for bragging rights and stuff. If you do anything more than that, that means you have a problem. Don't do it. Listen to your spouse and get help. Um, you're crazy if you're betting hundreds of dollars. There was a guy that where I work came in and bragged about how he was going to bet a $1,000 on the Cincinnati Bengals to uh, beat the Browns in the opener. Well, the Browns cleaned their clock, and he lost. I felt bad about that, but and they're trying to tell you a lesson. Don't do stuff like that. Um, you know, right now I'm sitting pretty. I have bragging rights for the first half of the football season. Uh, but it's not possible to do this forever. I uh, did get some humility <laughs> like uh, two weeks ago where uh, every, every bet that I made um, uh, lost. I bet against uh, Baltimore, also bet for uh, Cleveland. Uh, that didn't work out very well, um, and if you try to bet a full slate of games like they do on some of the sports shows on the networks, and try to predict every winner for every game, it's impossible to do that at a at a profit. You know, you might actually be at 500 or slightly above, but the experts are too good. The people who run the gambling uh, concerns. They are going to be better than you, and ultimately, uh, they will win because they have that 9% advantage, and uh, they're going to make the money. They have bigger houses. If you go to Las Vegas, they have fantastic hotels and stuff, and they are built on gambling. That is going to be the ultimate victor. Uh, You cannot compete with them on a consistent basis. You might be able to find little niches where you, if you bet infrequently – You might find isolated cases where you might be able to win, but you can't do it all the time. I typically um, bet maybe one or two games where I think there's a special situation where the uh, community, the betting community, might be wrong. And uh, so far, that's worked out for me, but uh, we'll just see. I think in the long run, um, it's not a winning proposition. That's what I've got to say. I'm very interested to hear from you, comments, uh, rebuttals. You can write to me uh, through Twitter at, at thvillageelliot, and I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. I'm signing off.